0: I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive welcome back everybody we are so excited to be back with you today to talk about this topic of body image we have four great episodes that are going to do a deep dive into how we view ourselves and what culture has done to impact the way we view ourselves so i'm talking with jess carey and elise Daly parker today hi there hi guys the reason why I really wanted to talk about this is because, surprise, surprise, I struggle with body image, <laughs> <laughs> just like so many of us, mm-hmm. and as, as someone who works with families and, and examining my own family, I see the generational impact of way the way my grandmother viewed the outward appearance. And then the way my mom did, and I look back and I think of some of the things that were said and growing up and not wanting to carry that on to my children. And so really Mm -hmm. wrestling and grappling with what does it mean to have a healthy body image, one that lines up with the Bible, one that is healthy. And how do I bridge the gap between what I think and what I'm actually living out? Because that's Mm -hmm. not always the same. So. I'm excited to
1: get, I'm excited to get started talking about this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this sure. is so relevant. I mean, it's been relevant for a very long time, actually. And I think, I think we might hit on this in another episode, but so I won't, I won't let the cat out of the bag, but you know, it doesn't matter really what we look like on the outside. And there are multiple examples in society right now, even of models, you know, people that are supposedly the image of perfection when it comes to body image that are saying that, you know, inside their own homes, that they are just, you know, they're broken about how they look. And you think to yourself like gross, like you feel bad about your body. What do you have? You you have no grounds, but that's why this is not just a, it's not a, an outward appearance issue This is an inner heart. This is a self-confidence and insecurity issue that is systemic. And I think it's actually very much systemic for women because we struggle with it way more. I think that's just because society places a higher value on attractiveness for women than it does for men. It's like men, it's more of like power, respect, wealth, influence tends to be like their markers of what is valuable and women have these other markers, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to be aesthetically pleasing, whatever that looks like. And, and it, and it, it, literally changes generation to generation, you know, season to season even. So I have this really great example. So I don't know if you guys remember Jenny from the block, you know, JLo, when she mm-hmm. first came out. And, you know, she's voluptuous, she's curvy, she's a Latina, it's amazing. And she was ruthlessly shamed for being that way. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, fast forward less than, you know, like 15 years, and all of a sudden, now people are getting booty implants. Thank you, Kim Kardashian. And we're just, that's not a, that's not a huge gap of time. And so mm-hmm. one in one season she's being shamed, she's being made fun of like all across the media. They're horrible to her and then, you know, now we're like, "Ooh, that's the new trend. Let's go get some plastic surgery and put some fat in our booties." It's like mm-hmm. ridiculous. So anyway, booties in our
2: breasts. Everywhere. Just fill them up. Cheeks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my cheeks, yes. The booty surgery is one of has one of the highest death rates, just for the record.
1: Oh, my mm. gosh. I
2: didn't know that statistic. Yeah, That's in terms scary. of plastic surgery. yep. Yeah, wow. It is scary. Very scary.
0: So in this particular episode, we're going to focus specifically on what you're talking about, Jess, pop culture, what mm-hmm. society at this moment is saying mm-hmm. about what we should look like, how we should be, how we should present ourselves and so I wanted to look really at what social media and pop culture the impact that it's having on our body image because I think that part of understanding who we were created to be and understanding what it's going to take to get us to a place where our heart is right when it comes to mm-hmm. our body is to understand the forces that are at work. Yeah, <laughs> against. sure. Does that make sense? Oh, um, totally. The forces that are just coming against us in order to give us a skewed vision of this particular aspect.
1: I think we should reel back just a little bit before yeah. we get into social media, which is like a major influencer in our modern culture. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we just start from the beginning. Yeah when like what were our identities sort of tied up in pre-mirror yeah prior to when we could actually see ourselves and i've done a little bit of research on this so there's an author his name is ian mortimer and he did a bunch of research his book i think is called millennium from religion to revolution how civilization changed over a thousand years and he makes this comment that The identity of an individual was tied up in the people that they knew and the place in which Mm. they lived. It's sort Mm. of like you were, you know, you were Sally from, I don't know, you were Sally from Chicago. Like, that's who you were. That's why in the medieval times before mirrors became prolific... You're, if you were banished from your community, that was significant. It, that erased your identity as an individual because you were so closely tied to your the people that you knew and the place that you came from. Mm-hmm. That all changed once people were able to see themselves. And I mean, at first, like you think about what were the early mirrors? Well, they were like a reflection on a pond. And that's not a crystal clear image of you. That's sort of like something in motion a little bit. But once you had these polished mirrors, like what we have today, all of a sudden individuality like came into play. All of a sudden there was this self-absorption that never really existed in the, mm. in that kind of way before. And so that, that's just an interesting thing to make you know, to take note of. And after the adv- invention of the mirror, then we see this proliferation of art, which was all self-portraiture. Now all of a sudden, all these rich people are like, Oh, paint me. Mm. Paint my my face, you know? And it's just an interesting idea to to ruminate on as we look at body image. And now, especially with social media. We are seeing ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And not only are we seeing a still image or a painting of ourselves, but we're seeing ourselves on video. Like I'm watching myself right now on Zoom. So think about the backlog of commentary that's going on as you're seeing your actual expressions all the time. It You're having to quiet a lot more chatter about your body image, about what you look like than ever before.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, w- I would argue that it leads to self-obsession actually.
1: Yeah. Come on, Elise. Talk to <laughs> me about that. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> no, again, if, if you're constantly looking
2: at yourself all day long, whether it's a zoom meeting or you're posting on social media or whatever it is, you know, I think about my sisters and I recently had a picture together and there's always four shots that are sent to one another to say which one do you think is best. And it's just like I mean <laughs> I, I love us me and my sisters but you know it's kind of like we didn't even ha- we didn't even have anything like that. Yeah. Just a few years ago when all yeah. we had was pictures. So now it's Which film that you had to go get yeah, developed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's so different. So now we are constantly looking yeah. at ourselves uh-huh. and yeah. and going oh I don't like this about myself and I don't like that about myself and yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's rampant, really rampant. Yeah,
0: and I heard that um, studies were done with journals of girls over the years and pre mirror. Their journals focused on themselves, but in terms of their character.
1: Mm-hmm. And then after those
0: those mirrors were introduced, their journals started to reflect, you know, longings to change and focus on their outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and
2: it's incredible. Like what's yeah, what what is you know, I don't know the answer to this question. I know, I know you guys have probably studied this more than I have, but what causes us to way back then when there wasn't all the barrage that we have today to say, this isn't good enough anymore. Now I see it. So it's not good enough. It's very, Mm -hmm. very interesting. Like psychologically, sociologically, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know.
1: There are some theories that once individuals could see their image, right? Then they also recognized that they could emulate the wealthy. They could emulate Mm -hmm. the powerful. So all of a sudden now Mm -hmm. whatever we had, whatever was God given, wasn't good enough until we could shift and shape ourselves into something that was beyond our class. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're if we're a you know peasant, which at the end of the day we're all peasants, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. But but this is why people even today we try to emulate celebrities. We try to right. we, we mm-hmm. buy the same things influencers that, influencers. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. That's why this conversation around social media and how it's affecting us and how it's affecting our children is actually super super important. Like how do we regulate it? How do we sort of like put actual glasses to see clearly what it is doing to our internal psyche.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I just want to um, Kimberly, I mean you have you have older kids and at least you have adult children. Mm-hmm. Did your adult children at least grow up with social media? Did they have any complications with that or no?
2: Very little. You know, I remember when my daughters were on soccer teams, thinking particularly of Katie who is now 32. OK, so this would have been about 16 years ago and it was just starting with phones where mm-hmm. everybody had their own phone. And I would say, you know, they're coming over for pasta night. I want everybody to put their phones in, their, in a basket. And they were like, if you do that, my friends will not come. So it was starting and catching on very quickly. They were all starting to, you know, I think the phone was the precursor. And then out of that came Facebook and all that. I don't know exactly when Facebook started, but definitely not influenced to the degree that I'm sure Kimberly's kids are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So Kimberly, talk to me about that because your children are sort of the next generation and then mine are right after yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So,
0: you know, what's interesting is I haven't seen a lot
1: with my girls.
0: Like I, I... I try to pay attention to who they're following and what they're doing. And I know mm-hmm. they pay attention to a lot of things that talk about beauty, products and styles. And I, I haven't seen a huge impact when it comes to their body. Although it's less about for them, I think it's less about the bodies of celebrities and more about the bodies of peers.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's
0: definitely like this type of, persona and style of picture that they want to take a picture of and they won't Mm -hmm. post anything that doesn't look great right and it's very curated and you know if it doesn't get enough likes i don't know that they do this but i know that teens do this if it doesn't get enough likes they pull it down yeah and and even in the comments what's interesting if you go through the comments of pictures that they post Mm -hmm. there's always like oh my gosh gorge Amazing! You're such a hottie. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, there's mm-hmm, such yeah. this emphasis, and, and part of it's good because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're totally like building each other up. But to the right. degree that you become hungry for those that after those affirmations on right. your picture yeah. and how you're dressed and how you're styled and is is troublesome because again we didn't have that sort of instant feedback. We had to wait right. 2 weeks to get our pictures and then we sort of shared them with like 3 friends and we maybe, right. made it maybe, up in
1: our maybe. Room. I mean right right and that's I, if you remembered to bring the photo, right? Yeah, like, I, right, mean, like, I, oh, wait, I I
2: wasn't I wasn't sharing <laughs> photos with anybody, I can yeah. tell you in in my yeah. when I was growing. up, But I will say Kimberly to what you're saying. Yeah, it's great if you're the one getting the getting the nice comments. But right. if you're not, you're the one that's considering suicide. And I'm not joking. I mean, no. this, is, this is how serious it is. And so, yeah. you know, again, my kids were less influenced. I don't really know their psyche as well because they are adults and they're out of my home. Mm-hmm. But I do know that they have, each one of them, restricted themselves to some degree. And mm-hmm. yeah. they also are very, very, very aware of body shame and very opposed to it. They are right. definitely like the precursors to getting this out of of our society. I mean, mm-hmm. at least my children are. They're just like yeah. this is not okay. And I am right. and I'm and I'm sick of it and I'm not going to I'm not going to buy into it. Yeah. So,
1: or oh, I love that. I like also so what you were saying like the the people that are not getting all the likes or not, you know, whatever this statistic it's really shocking. Over half of women, so we're talking about fifty percent of women between the ages of Mm -hmm. eighteen and twenty-five, they would rather be run over by a truck than have excessive weight.
2: Wow! Wow! That's really scary. uh,
1: No, it's shocking. Like, like you're like, huh? What? Like this is why? Why is this even a thing? Yeah. Especially because you know you reel back a couple hundred years in history. And women that were what I lovingly like to call a little fluffy, they, they were on trend. Like, like they were the wealthy, affluent people mm-hmm. in society. Yeah. And then, you know, now it's like we've got, we have a lot of different representations of beauty today, to be honest. So yeah, we do. I think that's another aspect of social media. Like you said, Kimberly, it's like more of this comparison with people that we align ourselves with. So, you know, if we're in certain subcultures, then our fashion and our body images will align with whatever that, that sort of subculture looks like. And then on the opposite side of it, if we don't align, you know, then we, then where do we belong? It's like how, how we feel about our bodies and how we present our bodies to the world are, are trying to find a place of belonging.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think that that's one of the major disconnects between our actual body image and body confidence, like feeling good in our own skin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and building community because let's be honest, social media is not a community. It's not a real community. I mean, it is a community. It's it it, of sorts. And we've certainly found friends in our digital space, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Here we are.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. here we are but we but we went beyond the likes and the the commentary absolutely absolutely you know, we we've developed a more solid friendship mm-hmm. and social media presents this unrealistic beauty standard kimberly you were saying it's like everything is curated mm-hmm. everything is filtered you know if it's not a, a if i'm not well displayed mm. then i'm going to take that down yeah, yeah. And everyone is doing it, even though. To some
2: degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: But here's the crazy thing. You're sitting there scrolling, right? Especially if you're a young lady, you know, you're in your teens and you're scrolling and you're looking at all these beautiful images of your friends and what they're doing, not thinking in your head that there's any filter, even though logically, you know, there is, is. Mm -hmm. but your brain, as it's interpreting Mm -hmm. these images, it doesn't. It cannot do that in the moment. So that is yet another hurdle that our children are having to overcome Mm
2: -hmm.
1: as they're even engaging on these, you know, sites and seeing all these imagery, all this imagery, they're having to say logically to themselves, that's not real. Mm -hmm. This is real. This Mm -hmm. is normal, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Without my makeup, without all the perfect lighting, without the filters, without la, 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 whatever. And I'm sorry, but that's just, that's too much. Mm, Yeah, it is too much. Yeah.
0: You've touched on it a few times, but I wanted to circle back to this idea of how, first of all, body image and what is, the aesthetic is subjective. It has mm-hmm. changed over time. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, it used to be good to be fluffy. I remember learning in history class in ancient Mesopotamia, the larger women were were considered were the wealthier women because they yep. had access to food. They were eating. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so full-figured and curvy women, that was like the epitome of beauty. I mean, you could go to any museum tour and follow the line of what was considered beauty. Then like during the Renaissance, it was all about being slender. Then they came popular to be an hourglass shape and then you think of like the 60s and the 70s the pendulum swung and it became more natural less Mm -hmm. restrictive beauty less makeup natural hair and then in the 80s well if you saw my pictures from the 80s (laughs) (laughs) it was all about you know like bigger the bigger the better it was like big hair big hair Um, yes big hair bring it back (laughs) But then we kind of wanted to be real thin again. And so you can see that the beauty changes, the beauty standard has changed over time. And I wonder if we look back, when we look back on social media, if we don't like delete and curate our feed, if we will see, Mm. if our children will see, like how, just how much beauty has changed and what is acceptable has changed. And it takes like that sort of next level realization to say, wow, like this is a made up, construct that means mm-hmm. nothing that mm-hmm. fluctuates that has no no basis in our true value and identity come and on I can't <laughs> preach let's go <laughs> that's it you know it takes it, it it i think part of this struggle is that we have to have an aha moment that is greater mm-hmm. than all of the other forces that are coming at us, what pop culture, what social media, what celebrities are throwing at us. We really need to have a, mm-hmm. a, a truth rooted in our heart to, to mm-hmm. say, no, that's, that's not truth.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be very, you have to have a very strong inner compass. And mm-hmm. I honestly believe as a person who is approaching 65, that that compass is something that you grow. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that that's the, that's part of the problem. I don't believe 18 to 22 year olds are able to say the things that I've learned to say. I think they can say them earlier, Mm -hmm. but I think it is, it is a work. And so Kimberly, really what it ultimately boils down to is understanding I am loved Mm -hmm. by a perfect God Mm -hmm. And because of that, I, I love myself. I get Mm -hmm. that. And I love myself. Mm -hmm. And when I love myself, it means I care for myself. I don't talk trash to myself. It's a whole, it's a whole person thing. And then Mm -hmm. I am able to love others as well. So, but honestly, this is the light bulb moment for me in the past couple of years. So I do believe it's a, it's a real struggle because Mm -hmm. of so many outside influences and Again, I didn't have social media, but I had people looking at what I was eating and people looking at my body and people saying things like, and and people reacting in the world very differently to me when I was heavy, when I was thin. So there's lots of feedback,
1: no matter what, no matter where
2: you are, you know, no matter where you are in terms of social media and all that stuff. But yeah. And I don't think as a, as a younger person, we have the, I don't know, fortitude to, yeah, to be able to deal with this. So I, I don't know where that leaves us, except I certainly do believe that moms, dads, families have to agree to a limitation on all this right. crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something really interesting, Elise, because you know, as we age, right there, there comes a, a moment in time and I don't know when it is, I don't think I'm there yet, but I think there comes a moment in time, at least I saw this with my grandparents, was they got to a point where they either recognized or they accepted that outward appearance was a changing thing. It was a constant.
2: Yeah, that's probably you know, true. Like
1: a like a never-ending target. And they yeah. just said, I'm exhausted by that chase. I'm not doing that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And just embrace the fact that they were aging. And they were fine with it, you know, like my grandmother felt no pressure to walk out of her house fully done up all the time, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now for weddings and things, of course, she'd go and buy a fancy dress and tell everybody, look at my fancy dress. But but stop short of that, like she just lived her life very much in the natural as God had intended. And so that is the thing. I mean, you guys know i did this body confidence series but i think it's like that is our true north that is the inner compass is the idea that god made you yeah. completely unique he is 100% in love with all of your mm-hmm. flaws mm-hmm. quotation marks right mm-hmm. none mm-hmm. of them are flaws according to him he's like yeah i did that and i like it you know i like the fact that you have that weird cowlick in the back of your hair because <laughs> That you know what I mean? Like these are the are things. you talking? We're looking yeah. like, <laughs> talking? my cowlick, mash it down back there. I'm constantly fighting that thing, honestly. It always just opens up in the weirdest spots, oh, you know, so where my funny. my hair dye hasn't quite covered everything. But yeah, but but God wasn't surprised by that. He's not like he kind of likes it. It's his design, mm-hmm. and that leads me to you know. It's like Genesis chapter one, verse 27. Like this is the beginning of God's word. It's the beginning of his love story to us. Mm -hmm. And he says, I created them in my image, in our image. I created them male and female. And that's Genesis one and 27, if you want to go look it up. But it's just, if we could fully, Mm -hmm. not just logically know that this is the issue with body image. Logically, we can know what God's word say says and say, oh yeah, like I know God made me unique. Gosh, did He have to make me so unique? You know? (laughs) But it's actually getting that into our spirit. It's getting that into our heart. And that's a process. That's a journey that you have to take in investigating with God all of your uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And everybody's gonna go on that journey a little bit differently. But I love at least you. You were talking about like not talking trash to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one of those steps, you know. You you ask God for like, hey, help me filter all the things that I'm mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. about myself, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't think God would say them
2: to you. Absolutely. And no, we know God wouldn't say. Yeah, that.
1: yeah. Well, this is the thing. Okay, we're made in God's image, right? Yeah, we agree. That the Bible says we are made in his image. Mm -hmm. So if you're standing there and you're sitting in front of the mirror, you're like, oh, there is another wrinkle. There is another gray hair. There's like this crooked part of my nose. Why is that there? That is so ugly. Right. Those are the things that we speak over ourselves. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I got really challenged on this because God was like, if you're made in my image, who are you talking to?
2: Yeah. And we're temples of the Holy spirit. Same God. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think, and again, I think that's a hard one to grasp Mm -hmm. as a young person. And even as an, there has been a disconnect there. I think in, in many ways for a lot of us, it's kind of like that whole, I'm never enough, Mm -hmm. but God is enough. But the fact is, we actually are enough for God. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So, you know, but that is not what we believe. I don't think we believe it. We'd like right. to believe it. We say we believe it. But when it comes to the mirror, <laughs> do we right. believe it?
0: We get it mentally, but then it's like, but deep down inside, do we really, do we, we walk really it by yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Kimberly, how, like, do you have any because you said, you know, you, you struggle. I think we all have our own body mm-hmm. image stories, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Um, but are, is there an example or a time in your life where you like really became hyper aware of this circumstance or this situation?
0: I, I know there was a time when I was paying attention to my weight. I mean, I've kind of never mm. been the type to pay attention to my weight. I like, don't care, don't care, don't care. Then all of a sudden care. And then I don't care, <laughs> don't care. You know, like I've got to go through phases. Yeah. And, but I, I guess for me, I can remember very early on being judged by my body mm. and people noticing my body mm-hmm. and, you know, Like, especially in college, when you come freshman year with the 15 pounds that, you know, the freshman, fifteen the freshman 15, that's right. (laughs) I can remember, like, I didn't really know that I gained that weight, but when I like was home all summer and I was running with a friend, I started running Mm -hmm. and we would like just, I mean, it wasn't a ton of working out and I definitely didn't have access to all that food at home that I did in the dorms and the dining (laughs) halls. Yeah and i went back to school and my guy friends were like wow you look great you lost weight like every like the guys were like yeah oh oh and i just remember going oh, oh. yeah you're getting you know, all this like, positive feedback yes sure. yes and so you know for me i just I, I did, I got, I started to pay attention to what people said. And then there were various mm. things that would happen. I, I was modeling in the show my freshman year and the fashion kids were, the fashion department was like, you know, making the the, the clothing. Do, yeah, and doing I'm, the fashion yeah, yeah. show to and show so their works. I remember like going to get measured and then later in the year going for the fitting for the show. And she, she was like, oh, like I had gained enough weight that she was annoyed. <laughs> You know, because oh, it, impacted, gosh. it impacted the outfit. It's
2: like but your yeah. wedding gown.
1: I remember your like feeling shame. Like, Go to yeah. the treadmill now. Yes, yes. But I mean, think um, about that yeah. for just a minute. You had one like little tiny glimpse of that. Imagine like an actual model that that's what they do for a living. Yeah. Right? The in, The enormous amount of pressure mm-hmm. to maintain whatever oh yeah and and depending on where when how who yeah I mean you know don't get pregnant don't like don't eat that because you just might not be able to fit into that skimpy little thing that your fashion designer friend Mm -hmm. put together Mm
2: -hmm. yeah or your or your job I mean my daughter Katie was was a model for a while so she definitely and she was very thin And not considered a very thin model. You know, it's just the standards are like... She would have have had to lose 10 or 15 pounds in order to be the fashion model. She could do commercials and things like that, but... Oh, because she was a
1: regular looking woman. She was thinner than regular,
2: truly. But in real life,
1: that's what I mean. In real life, she would be probably considered an uber thin woman. She was. But then according to the fashion industry standards... She was mm-hmm. a yeah.
2: regular. It's a crazy. Yeah, it is really, really, yeah. really uh, distorted. Yeah. yeah. D- hence the reason that people have yeah. dysmorphia. Was, yeah. Yeah.
0: I do think that we're starting to see some of that change when I think, oh, yeah. That, yeah. you know, there has been the social media hasn't been all bad. There have been some mm-hmm. positive impact of this on social media. We're seeing like a swing, the pendulum swing into this body positivity movement, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that I do have a problem when we are praising unhealthy, unhealthiness in the name of body positivity. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a fine line between that. But we are starting to see more different types of bodies, shapes and sizes.
1: Yeah.
0: In ad, in print ads. And uh, so I think that, I think that, People having a voice in this particular mm-hmm. respect on social media has has been a positive thing,
2: yeah, it's interesting. I agree. I certainly have followed a few of them. Jenna Kucher is one of them, and Ariel story is another and at the risk of I, maybe I shouldn't be naming names, but anyway, they're are on, they're online being yeah. influencers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, Jenna just lost a lot of weight. So it's kind of like she was one of the first pictures of a body in a bathing suit that was a heavier body and it, it mm-hmm. I think that's really what put her on the map. Mm-hmm. Um but she has lost weight to your point Kimberly cuz she wanted to be healthier. She had her a second baby and and wanted her, you know. Yeah. There is a correlation between a lower weight, I can say it personally having literally experienced it and high blood pressure and mm-hmm. a, a lower or a lower weight, mm-hmm. a, la- a heavier weight, higher blood pressure, higher yeah. cholesterol, higher sugar, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That's not something that should be touted as a standard, right. but you can be fluffy. I'm not so sure I like that word, but... <laughs> Being a fluffy I like girl, I don't like the word fluffy. I like curvy. I'll take curvy. Okay, curvy, um, curvy. I don't really like full figure either. That makes me feel like I might be 65 or something. Oh, I am. But, <laughs> yeah, just like, like my grandmother or something. But.
1: Your grandmother described a curvy person.
2: She's full figured. Yeah. yeah, full figured. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Reminds me of like playtex bras. I don't even know if they exist.
1: Oh yes, the old playtex <laughs> bras. Oh, okay. Anybody that is under the age of forty that is listening to this, go look them up. From like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The early eighties. It's The best.
2: <laughs> so anyway, I I agree with that, and I do think that there are influencers. Well, I actually did. I was reading an article about. It was a fashion article and about fashion trends and weight Mm -hmm. and, you know, paralleled some of what both of you have shared about the trends that we've seen and how they've shifted. And this one said, it's no longer about being in the plus industry. It used to be Mm -hmm. about separate companies doing separate fashions for different people. Mm -hmm. And he said, basically, if you're not in the business of having diversity in your sizes, then you're not. You're not appealing to the masses in any way. You might be a designer who's saying, this is who I'm designing for, but you right. are not somebody who can sell because right. that is, and that's good news to me because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it literally is like for plus sizes, it's literally been a group of clothing that is just not as attractive, period. Not as right. colorful, not as You know, put together, flattering, all that, and even today, even today, I would say, you know. But anyway, I do. I I want to get back to what you said, Kimberly. The positive influences. There are positive influences, and people have influenced really the economy and fashion because of it, which is good. It's good that people, consumers, your average person, can actually use their influence because of social media. So that is a very, very big positive, I would say. And it levels some of this playing field. But again, we're talking family. We're talking younger people. The influence has not hit yet. I think it will. I pray it will. Because- when you're young, it's so much more important that mm-hmm. being acceptable and and being included and looking as as good as you possibly can, it, and so it's also conversely as, so damaging when you don't have all that going for you. So, yeah, I mean, it's really how can we influence our the people that come after us, our children yeah. and all that, the, their friends, etc. It, it's yeah. t- it's a, it's a tough world because of that. Yeah. But I think, again, hopefully, because this is happening for older people, it will it'll trickle down.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you made a good point. I mean, we're talking about how pop culture and social media impacts body image. But let's talk about industry. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't yeah. need to get into that. But what you just gave was a perfect example. And I I I heard, too, that like a lot of Body image the shift went to the body when clothing became industrialized and there were companies creating fashion instead of you making your own fashion at home I mean this goes way, yeah. way back and we're not gonna yeah. get, I'm not gonna make my own clothing <laughs> what you, Kimberly? you just You're not never pull say n- the old
1: singer and like do <laughs> never it? say never Kimberly <laughs> that's right I do you think never know. Of, I
0: do think of my own body
1: type <clears throat> And the fact that I kind
0: of have a thinner waist and and larger thighs, and and how hard it was for me to find clothes that yeah. I loved growing up, and and I just that's just another influence that's without mm-hmm. without somebody saying it. There's somebody saying you're not
2: normal. Yeah, we and don't have of, anything for you. And again, instead of you saying what's wrong with this industry that they don't meet right. my needs, yeah. you're saying what's wrong with me that I yeah. don't fit into that norm. So yeah, yeah I, I think it's it okay. Can, You guys, I had
1: this business idea. I hope that there is someone listening on this call, please, that has a fashion bug that loves their singer. (laughs) Yeah. Some Shark Tank lady or man, I don't care. Either one that's listening to this. I had this idea. You know how when you have like toddlers, right? And you get like the really stretchy waistbands, they have like the multiple buttons that will cinch up in the right places to make Mm -hmm. them fit. And then as they- Right, and then as they grow, you like unbutton them and you loosen them up. I was like, we need this especially for teenagers. I was going to say especially oh, Christmas God. time. Well, no, but but for teenagers, I mean Christmas time too. Come on, Elise. this is so funny. Yeah, but I was just thinking that because like that's the time where you know they hit these great, these amazing growth spurts, and then they're like, then everything feels awkward and oh, terrible, so and I'm just like, th- this is a season where they also have a lot they're hyper aware of their image and how they look and all this stuff so rather than their poor parents having to go out and buy a new wardrobe every three to four months because dear lord nothing fits again what can we bring the toddler mechanisms yeah. to you'd have teenagers to be so clothing? cool to pull that yeah. off exactly you would have no, to be like can, uber I, cool it, it can happen i know I it, have could, to it could
0: yeah, but I think of even my daughter who has maintained her weight, but everything has shifted as she's become a yeah. woman. And yeah. so yeah. it's not like yeah. she's gained weight. She's not fat. You're just, and like, how can we, yeah, how can we normalize that and mm-hmm. celebrate it in our own oh, homes, boy. right? I mean, I think that there's that's something that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, yes. And she's even working out. So where she's building muscle, it's just, she's different now. And it's mm-hmm. so yes. interesting. She tried on a pair of pants and she's like, I don't weigh anymore. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like right yeah. Here. That's normal. Yeah. Like you're going to the gym
2: four days a week. Like they yep. are just, you know, the, and you're I think healthy, that's, but. That is yeah. not paid enough attention to Kimberly. Yeah. That is yeah. not. I will tell you that I, I experienced it in eighth, like eighth grade, you know, around the time when I started menstruating all that stuff. And I feel like if I had just understood this equation that i would be getting taller and that what was coming out this way would be going this way if i just held on instead of starving myself but hmm. i see it also i saw it also with my girls because i had such fear about weight and gaining weight at about eighth grade, I would be like, okay, 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 it's gonna be okay. They're gonna they're gonna grow taller because they would start to get like heavier before my eyes and feel it and they were upset about it, you know, all that stuff. And and really every single one of them just grew up. They mm-hmm. they grew up. And mm-hmm. I remember reading about how literally kids could grow an inch or more at night, which is insane. Wow. But you know, so I, I think that I think that we do not help our children understand what's going to actually happen to their bodies to the degree that we really could instead of talking about all kinds of other things that they're educated
1: about. Yeah. Here's, here's what I, you know, family is the place where people actually first oftentimes feel insecure. That's just the reality, whether it's because mom is insecure and, Mm -hmm out loud, like, oh, I look so fat in this. Mm-hmm, Ugh, mm-hmm, my butt looks mm-hmm. huge. You know, like whatever, whatever commentary is coming out of our mouths, mm-hmm. our children are sponges and soaking it up. And then they regurgitate that in their own words. They look yeah. at themselves and then they say the same things. And, you know, that's a hard reality and lesson to learn when my daughter first started to notice her body, right? And and mm-hmm. that it was different from mine. So she has a very different genetic makeup in her body than I do. I'm kind of like, unfortunately or fortunately, naturally kind of stringy. Like that, that's just my genetic makeup. <laughs> I'm a lot like Kimberly, actually. I'm thin, but I have like really strong backside and legs. I have I have a very firm foundation. We'll say that
2: (laughs) all good ways to say it.
1: See, this is positive. I'm positive about it. It's my firm foundation. I got it. And so she started noticing she had a little bit different things, and she, you know, felt bad about it a little bit. And I was like, "Honey, no." I said, "You are strong and healthy. That Mm. is the most important part about loving your body. Is that are do you feel strong?" Can your body do a lot of amazing things? Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're in gymnastics. Your body can do crazy stuff. My mom's body is not about to do that. (laughs) You know, was celebrating her uniqueness and that she was healthy and strong. My -hmm. son had a similar situation because he was also in gymnastics. Now, here's the thing. Your sons also struggle with body image. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. my son, like we were eating dinner one night and this was a long time ago when he was was still in gymnastics and he he always had a great appetite. And I noticed that he just kind of like picked at his food. He didn't eat very much. And, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, buddy, I was like, are you just not hungry? And he's like, not really. Pushed his plate away. And so I just chalked it up like maybe he wasn't feeling very good. Fine. Well, then like a couple days later, the same thing happened. And I was like, uh-uh. It was like, something is not right. Mm -hmm. And so later that evening, when I was putting him to bed, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you a really important question and I need you to be honest with me. I said, buddy, do you feel fat? And I just was very blunt about it. I think sometimes we dance around these conversations and we need to to be really straightforward. Mm -hmm. And so I said, do you think you're fat? And his eyes welled up in like tears, and you know he's trying to hold together because he's a boy. But he was like, "Yeah, sometimes, mom." And I'm I'm looking at my son, and he's like the picture of health. I mean, he's a boy in gymnastics, you know, like super strong, not not an ounce of fat on him. And so I think one of the boys or one of the coaches had said like, "Suck it in, suck it in," like in one of his, you know, routines, and to Mm -hmm. him that translated. I'm fat. right? Mm -hmm. So inadvertently, even through a coaching moment, there was a lie that was planted in his heart. And so I, I explained to him, I said, listen, first of all, you're not. And I said, secondly, do you trust mom? I said, do you trust me? I said, I was a personal trainer. You know, mommy and daddy are all about health and fitness. Like we feed you good food. We make sure you stay active. I said, I promise you that if you start to tip over the edge of being fat, that I will help you get back to healthy. I said I want you to eat until you're full every single time. I will make sure that you don't eat too much. Does that make sense? I said, "Is that a deal?" And he goes, "Yeah, that's a deal." And he he that was a pivotal moment where he then, you know, just started fueling his body the way that it needed to be fueled and trusted that I would make sure that, you know, if there was something that I saw that wasn't quite right, that, you know, I'd help him out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. Anyways, just thought I should share that example. that yeah. your boys can also struggle with those yeah. types oh, of yeah. things.
2: Yeah. I think earlier, I I don't know. I think it was you just saying how men struggle with X, Y, and Z and women struggle mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. But I, I was thinking as you were saying it, I think men are very conscious of their bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even more I think so it's, today. I think it's probably a, one of those dirty little secrets that their pride, <laughs> their pride doesn't allow them
1: to Ooh. express that. Ooh,
2: come on. Elise. But I, I do. I think that I do think that men are very much more body conscious than we may think, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. not going to share that. They're not going to yeah. share it with each other unless it's some, done some locker room, haha, jokey way. Yeah. They're not going to be like, you know, I'm I'm a teenager or I'm a Mm -hmm. 21 year old and I'm getting up there and I'm worried about my weight and, you know, how Mm -hmm. attractive am I to whoever? That's right. So yeah, I do think.
0: Yeah, we gotta keep that in mind when talking to our boys. I mean, look, my, my kids watch all the same Netflix movies with where where the protagonists are gorgeous and even the guys hot. Like
1: yeah, you know, yeah. they,
0: they are seeing the same stuff too. But you're right, like they're not gonna share it with us. Like, whereas our girls are gonna go upstairs and be like, right. rah, rah, rah. The boys are gonna <laughs> keep it to themselves, right? Yes, yeah. from um, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, my I don't have any sports. boys, but I have a husband. Yeah. my son's in sports and he's very vocal about like, yeah, there are unfortunately in certain sports, certain body types Mm -hmm. that need to fill certain positions in order to be successful. And if you're not hitting those markers, right. You're kind of like, you know, my son's a goalie and good goalies are six foot tall. Like, cause Mm -hmm. there's just the math. You have to be able to like touch the top of the net. Like, right.
2: Well, what about, and, and what about wrestling? I mean, I would think, you know, aren't oh, you supposed yeah. to be Actually, in a certain weight class? Well, what's interesting
0: and, about wrestling is that while you do need to be a certain weight to wrestle your
1: um, class, your weight class, class. Mm-hmm.
0: there's so many weights that oh. you you can find where you fit.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So if you're yeah. a
0: short guy, that's not going to be a basketball player. You could be a great wrestler by just being strong at your size and your weight. Mm-hmm. So and it can be an asset, you know, different body types, but you have to manage your health well mm-hmm. and yeah. eat well. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. So I do want to say one more thing before we wrap up you know, in the Bible, it does in Romans 12, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We Mm -hmm. are told specifically to not let the culture of the world be our standard. And so if any time we find ourselves struggling, we need to say, is this imposed upon us by the culture, Mm -hmm. by media, whether it's print media or movies or television or social media, or even industry? Mm -hmm. If is this being imposed on us and are we lining up with that or are we getting our standard from Christ? And so anytime where we're just riding the culture wave, we have to stop ourselves and say, wait a minute, where are we getting our information from? Where Mm -hmm. are we getting
1: our truth from?
0: Yeah, exactly. Our worth and our value and our truth from. And so I feel like that that can be the gold standard. You know, are we that. falling into when we look around, are we just like everybody else? And mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I think Agreed. that's so good, Kimberly, that we just remind ourselves, you know, as Christians and as Bible believing people, our thoughts should echo God's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that does cause us to have to limit the types of things that we watch, the types of things that we allow to influence us. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because like, you know, every time somebody says a new Netflix series that I should watch, I'm like, mm. ready to go. Let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> then I'll get like two episodes in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't yes. think I can watch this. You so, know? Yeah.
2: so agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm often feel that I'm not. Well, we aren't meant for this world in that way to mm-hmm. fall into the patterns yeah. of the world. We just aren't. And again, you know, if you start, if you, if we go back to our teenagers and our 20 somethings, that is what they're trying to do. They are trying to fit in. They are trying to, to find conform. their place. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to say to them, well, you don't need to be conforming to the ways of the world. You, <laughs> you just need to be about Jesus. You know. There's oh, I
1: always a- tell my kids, I'm like, listen, mom loves Jesus. It's going to be weird sometimes. Just get used to it. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That's a good modeling. It it Mm. may may make me different and it may make me Mm. even unacceptable to you, my children. Yeah. That is my standard, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: the resource that we want to share this week is Jess's five quick habits to build body confidence. So I'm Woo. excited about that. I'm going to read the description, but then you tell us what we need to know. Sure. So five videos, practical habits and bonus resources to help you start living, loving the unique body that God created you to be.
1: Yeah. So you guys, if you sign up for it, I'm sure Kimberly will put the link in the show notes, but you can find it on my website. And it's, it literally is an encouraging video. It's going to be sent to your inbox daily. It also has some printables, like some homework that you will be doing. And I promise you it is quick. It's not hard or difficult, but I've actually just a little, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I've had a couple of women that have gone through the the five days and they've reached out to me several months later and said, Jess, I need to go through the the five days again, because it was such a good reminder of the habits and the truths that I need to walk in in order to feel body confident. So yeah, go check it out. I'd love to, to see
2: you on there. Yeah. And I just want to say having been through, I think it's an excellent series. And I think it's really important to underscore that even though it does include all the wonderful things, it is <laughs> quick and simple. It's not yes. burdensome. It was the videos are short and yeah. very manageable. Yeah. Thank you, Elise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in addition to being wonderful, they're manageable. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So the
0: coaching question that I want to leave you guys with this week or the coaching challenge, which you can find in your listener notes, is pay attention to the media that you consume. We talked about social media. We talked about pop culture. We've even talked about industry. Ask yourself, what makes you feel icky, less than, and causes you to take action in an unhealthy way? hmm like Jess mentioned, sometimes you're going to have to say no to things. You're going to have to say, this is not something that I want to expose myself to. to." So just Mm -hmm. be aware of what kind of impact these things have on you. Were you having a great day until you saw that, that social media post? Mm -hmm. Were you loving your life and how you feel in your body until you saw that television program or movie? And then also On the flip side of that, what kinds of media have inspired you and confirmed that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? And so this Mm -hmm. week, I just want you guys to take note of what is it that is causing me to shape my body image and shape my confidence? And what is it that I am paying attention to and giving my focus to? All right. So up next in the series, we're going to be talking about tools for building positive body image and confidence. So we're going to give you some some practical tips to take what we talked about today and take it to the next level. We'll talk about overcoming body shame, negative self-talk, and then we're going to wrap it up with the power of self-acceptance and body confidence in Christ. If you love the show and want to support us in our mission to help families live connected and with purpose, then becoming a Patreon subscriber is perfect for you. With Patreon, you can help us continue producing the high quality content you love. By becoming a Patreon, you'll get access to exclusive perks such as early access to new episodes, behind the scenes content, and even personal shout outs on our show. Plus, your support will help us invest in new equipment, improve our production quality, and bring you even more engaging content. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Patreon today and become a Patreon of the Build Your Best Family Podcast. Don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.